When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's that time. Hey, Mitch. Mitchie. Mitchie, Mitchie, Mitchie. We're looking for you, pal. Mitch Sherman from The Athletic. Talking Big Red. Unleash the fury, Mitch. Unleash the fury! On Hail Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tail Varsity, on a Tuesday. You hear that open, and uh, it means it's time for Mitch Sherman. I just got a text from my son, who's letting me know that there is an Audi 2017 for sale. So every time we talk to Mitch Sherman, it never fails on a Tuesday at 426. I get a text from my kid. Hey, let me get an Audi. And I get a chance to talk to Mitch Sherman. I'm excited to talk with Mitch. Well, you have to ask Can I block my own son on his number, Mitch? Is that is that bad parenting? Hmm. You're thinking I it over. Try it. I don't think I would do it because there's always that concern that he's going to he might actually need you for something. Uh, is he like? So why is he notifying you about these vehicles for sale? Are you, are you supposed to then then turn around and buy this for him, or what was that? The, is that the, the hint here? Okay, here's what happened. It, it's a year to the day we bought him his his first car. All right. Said car may have been a foreign model. Mm-hmm. Said car did not last the three months it was supposed to last for warranty. We got a full refund. We went and got newer vehicle that has warranty that is fine. But he wants his, uh, his foreign option, and he keeps letting us know. Well, the question with the foreign uh, option is, is, can he afford the, the inevitable... Ten thousand dollars. You need to fix it after the one year you've owned it. He has not answered that question. <laughs> Seems like you should just be happy to have have Thank wheels you. that are functioning. But you know. right, my yes. first car was a minivan. Really? Yeah, the women loved it. I I, I would hope that <laughs> that every time you pulled up in the driveway in a minivan, that your date's father had a long, serious talk with you with a sharp object or a firearm in hand. Well, the minivan showed I was I was ready to be a family man already, ah, you know, I at age see. 16, except when mm. I was doing donuts in the parking lot in the minivan, which my dad never saw that video. But. No, that's bad. Mitch, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about Nebraska football. And uh, is, is uh, Garrett and, and Rule in the parking lot of Memorial Stadium ripping off donuts right now because, hey, no one got hurt today? <laughs> that could be. <laughs> Although, you know, we don't know the, the full... Uh, the full report from practice. Maybe somebody <laughs> did get hurt. It's been a rough stretch for Nebraska on the injury front, and the, you know, the unfortunate part, or or, or the just the, the difficult to handle part for Nebraska is, you know, the, I think they've done as well as they possibly could, as any program could, over these first ten months with Matt Rule in charge of putting a system in place. That that looks out for the health of the players, and yet you're continuing to see these things happen in 
non-contact situations, just unavoidable moments in the game of football. Um, not a lot of re-injury, which is more easily prevented, prevented than initial injury. But it just seems that they – it doesn't just seem. It's, it is, in, in fact, true that they're heavily hitting one area of the team, and that would be the ball carriers and playmakers on the offensive side. And then Mar- with Marcus Washington, of course, being the latest – to go down Friday night at Illinois, and we find out today that it's a season-ending ACL. Mitch, let's dive into the offense moving forward and uh, the the reality of it. Three freshman wideouts that are talented. There's upside, a running back room that mm-hmm. you like the talent Grant has, but he's been notified publicly again by his head coach about fumbling. You've got Emmett, you've got Fleeks, and you've got some teams that Rule nailed it in his uh, in his media session today that it's it's six games that Nebraska could win, it's six games Nebraska could lose. What is the um, what's the formula here if you're sat, if you're rule and and you're Iola to to go with who's healthy but also deal with that inexperience and also some guys right now that aren't taking care of the football. Yeah, the formula, I mean, there's, it's, a, it's some kind of a mix of experience and youth and taking risk, but also being uh, wary of, of limiting turnovers. And that, that's, the, that's the challenge for the coaches on the offensive side is, you know, they, they don't have a lot of cards left in their hands and they've got a number of issues. In, in every area, when it, whether you're talking about playing experience in the Big Ten uh, or you're talking about this issue that Nebraska has continued to have with turnovers. And, you, you, you know, you, you have to somehow mix and match to find the right uh, combination. And I, and I think one thing that we saw from Matt Rule in the week after the Michigan game leading up to Illinois is that he is willing to take risks when it comes to this team. The more that, more time he spends around them, the more he gets to know them and coach them and, and integrate them into the system that he has intended to build since he arrived on campus. And, and you saw him take a risk, I think, in the way that he kind of stuck his neck out after the Michigan game, on the Monday after the Michigan game again, the way that they approached that practice last Sunday. And, and I mean, if it hadn't gone well at Illinois – uh, Rule would have been open to some criticism for uh, handling things the way that he did after after Michigan, but you know they they turned things around with their energy and played more loose uh, despite some of the mistakes in the second half. And you know you saw a team I think that responded to the challenge that he put out in front of them, and then he took some risks in the game too. You know going forward on fourth down uh, in the first half, and that paid off. So moving forward. You know, I think that's probably a precursor of the way it's going to go. They'll take some risks, uh, but you don't want to be ill-advised. You don't want to take take risks that are unnecessary and end up creating a situation where you're turning the ball over at, at the wrong moment. Mitch Sherman with us here on Hale Varsity Radio talking 
Nebraska, the path forward and the bye week. And Mitch, whenever you, you think about this bye week as a whole, there's some important factors for Nebraska in terms of a chance for some guys to get healthy. You think about Reimer and you think about Singleton. You think about the opportunity for the young wide receivers. You got to get them ready. Got to clean up some fumbling issues for Anthony Grant moving forward. And really those turnovers with the offense as a whole, as you just kind of laid out. And I went to get your thoughts on what the number one order of business should be for Nebraska in the bye week. What's the one thing that, if they can get it right during the bye, will lead to the most success in the final six games? I think the number one thing they have to do is focus on being healthy uh, because it's just been one thing after another. And, you know, you can't do anything about the season-ending injuries. But as you, as you mentioned, Elijah, there are some players like Reimer, uh, and some others, you know, Jeff Sims is on that list too. Players who are dinged up, uh, and the, the important thing is to make sure that those guys are getting the rest that they need, and, and at the same time, the preparation, so that when the second half of this season starts, they can be as close to full strength with the players who are still available as possible. So you take out the guys whose whose seasons are over, and then the rest. They, they need to be as, as close to 100% as possible. There's going to there's gonna still be some things, I'm sure, that hold them back. But they need, to, they need to have their entire arsenal, what's left of it, available to them uh, from the get-go. I mean, ha- against Northwestern. So that's to me, is the number one thing. And then uh, number two is cleaning up some of the, some of the just, just the, the little bugs that have been in the system. And that's the false starts. Um, you know, some of the mental errors that we've seen with this team. And I think you can even classify a lot of the turnover issues into the mental error category. There's a way that they want Anthony Grant to hold the ball. There's a way that they want him to run with the ball and carry the ball so that he's less likely to get it knocked out in crunch time when teams are really poking and popping at that thing. And some of that, a big part of that, is mental in addition to being physical. He's got to be strong. Um, you know, if he has an arm injury, you know, then that, that – uh, is is a is a reason for some of his ball security, but that's that's not been the case. We've not heard anything about that. It's it's just he's not holding the ball right. So all of those little things, on top of of being as healthy as you can be, and he's had a, you accomplished that. You've had a good bye week. Mitch, gonna wrap up with you on this. Thanks for a few minutes today, Mitch Sherman, the Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. When we talk uh, about the, the quarterback spot moving forward. I mean, it's going to be a, a daily competition. And do you anticipate that that race getting tight uh, with Sims getting back healthy? Or do you think uh, Harburg is going to be able to continue to, to raise his game and, and fend off any would-be folks that want to take that top spot uh, with Purdy, with Sims, uh, and, and Harburg's you know, going on start five here after the bye week? Yeah, I think right now he's entrenched. He's the starter. And I don't really envision it changing based on practice. And I know the coaches are going to say it's a daily competition, and in a sense it is. But there comes a time for a quarterback, and really at a lot of positions, where you're basing the decision on who starts in the game more off the performance. Not just the performance, but just the leadership and the overall response that Nebraska's got from its team when he's been in, in charge. You're basing it more off of that than you are from like the ebb and flow of a Tuesday to a Wednesday to a Thursday in practice. And, you know, I think Heinrich would really have to go out and, and get hurt or just have, a, have a, a terrible week, which, you know, he's not in position to do. He's going to practice hard in order to lose that job going into the next game. So I think it's his, 
right now. Um, and then we'll and then the game, of course, is so important. And what happens against Northwestern? You know, that's where something could change in the in the pecking order. And then what happens against Purdue? The same thing. But right now, I think Nebraska's in a position where it's his job, and they're 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 going to go with the guy that got them to this place, the guy who's won three games and four starts, and see how far they can ride this. Mitch, to, to get you out of here, I don't want to look too far ahead. We had about 60 seconds. Can you power rank the three most important games remaining on Nebraska's schedule? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd put Purdue in that category. I'd put Iowa in that category. And then uh, well, I, I, mean, I suppose I would say Michigan State because I, you, know, I, you don't count anything as a win for Nebraska in the Big Ten. There's only about three teams in the Big Ten, I think, where you can just count games as wins, and uh, Nebraska is obviously not in that category. But I do think that that you know any game that you lose all of a sudden becomes the most important game. But I'm I'm kind of with I'm a heavy lean toward Nebraska against Northwestern. So if you talk about the most important games left on the schedule, I say I'd say what I'm looking at is the games that are the closest to being toss-ups, and and that for me is Purdue, Michigan State, and Iowa. Mitch, we'll check in again soon. Good to spend some time with you today. Thanks for a few minutes. Okay, thanks, guys. Take care. There he is, Mitch Sherman with us from The Athletic. At Mitch Sherman, more from Coach Rule. And uh, Elijah and I can arm wrestle a little bit here on that that power ranking and the uh, the turnover topic. More of your comments in the stream as well. Hail Varsity YouTube channel to, to jump in.